listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Well, our Carolyn has many talents. Welcome back, Barry. I'm joined by Barry Wood, RTHK Economics Correspondent. Good morning again. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Good morning again. Nice to have double Barry happiness on a Wednesday. Now, let's start off with an article I saw in The Economist. I woke up to it this morning and um, quite depressing. It's high bond yields imperil America's financial stability. Um, The point is the 10-year Treasury bond yield is high at 4.2% or around that and unlikely to change any time soon. Well, that's that's the first point. Would you agree with that, Barry, that it's stuck over 4%? I I would agree that the the 10 years at Mm 4.12%. I would not agree that it's threatening the United States financial system. Okay, well, let's carry on going down the points that this article made. So the next one was the interest rates could be here to stay for some time, putting companies under pressure that have large loans in commercial property. This will lead to bankruptcies and put further pressure on commercial property owners. So um, is that a worry? Yeah, I think it is. I think that uh, commercial property is certainly in a very bad patch. Yeah. And it's likely to get worse. But I don't see any banks that are going to go bust as a result. I think some of them we've already flagged and we've had the problems back in January, February. So we'll see. Okay. so there's no way of um, the U.S. property sector getting as sick as the mainlands. No, I don't think so. Now, you know, look, I I would welcome the Mm. chance, however, to talk about the interest rate. Jim Grant Mm. in New York is the publisher of Grant's interest rate monitor. Now that would make a lot of people think, oh, this is boring. But Jim, I think, is correct in saying that the interest rate is the most important price in a market economy or in capitalism. In other words, think of the interest rate going up or down as a price. If it goes down, that makes the price of credit cheaper it tends to stimulate an economy. If the interest rate goes up, that slows things down. And that's what's been happening here in the state. We've had a very rapid increase in interest rates over the last 14 months, very rapid. And that has meant that the Federal Reserve, the central bank, wants to slow the economy. And it's probably working. But there are dangers because if people have a lot of debt, and the debt is at a floating interest rate, obviously you're going to be owing a lot more money as the interest rate rises. And already, you mentioned housing, Stephen, that we've got an interest rate for mortgages that are at the highest level in 20 years, 7.4%. Now, we don't know the implications of that, but I think it's very important to look at interest rates as a price. Yeah which is, and it's a high price right now. Yes, it is. And that means that the bond market is in trouble. It's a little bit complex, but if you think about it, it, it it's logical. Yeah. Bond prices rise as interest rates decline. Bond prices decline as interest rates rise. So if you're a bond investor, this is a bad time. 
And Jim Grant argues that we've had a 40-year bull market mm. in bonds and that it's over. So we're in the midst of a very significant transformation in interest rate policy in the United States, in Europe, in the UK, and of course China, and to a lesser extent Japan, is going in the other direction. Yeah, so it's becoming the new normal really, isn't it, Barry? Well, it is, and we don't know where any of that is headed, Stephen, because in the case of China, clearly rates are going down to stimulate a slow economy. Here in the States and in the rest of the world that we mentioned, Europe and Japan, and not Japan, that's, a, that's an outlier. An exception. But yeah. UK, they're going up to slow the economy and to bring down inflation. So this is a situation over the next probably 18, 24 months that you really can't predict where it's going to end up. Okay. The last point from the article was the budget deficit this year will be 6% and continue to grow each year. I mean, costs are going to grow, aging population, increasing medical costs. I can't see that ever changing. Will it eventually get to a point where the US will find it difficult to borrow more? Yes, it could. We don't know when that would be. But clearly, an economy like the United States cannot run fiscal, meaning budgetary deficits, indefinitely without paying a price. No other country can get away with that. Yeah. We get away with it, what the French used to call exorbitant privilege mm. of the dollar being the medium of exchange for essentially all world trade. But yeah, if the budget deficit is high, and it is, as a percent of GDP, it's 6 to 8% right now, we have a lot of debt, meaning past deficits that have to be paid interest. So if the interest rate has risen, that means that those servicing payments are going to be much higher. And so we've got a squeeze in terms of United States budgetary policy that is ahead of us, and it's not going to change. Okay. Well, I think you put my mind at ease on the other points, but not on this one. Um, you mentioned the dollar is the currency for world trade. Do you see that ever changing? Nothing goes on forever. However, the United States has an open capital and current account, meaning you can trade dollars in Hong Kong or Johannesburg or London and do it freely probably even without going to fill out too many papers. So that is something that an exchange rate currency has to do. It has to be widely accepted, and usually that has to do with the rule of law within the country that, whose currency it is, and that those freely exchangeable dollars, that you can trust that you're going to get your money back. Now, the only challengers that you can see to the dollar at the moment would be the euro, used by 15 or more European countries, but that hasn't really come up as much as we thought, and the Chinese renminbi. And people know the shortcomings of the renminbi, but I think the People's Bank is trying to remedy them. So we'll see. But for now, and I think for the foreseeable future, it's the dollar. OK, well, Barry Wood, fascinating to talk to you and get your um, insights as always. Uh, Barry Wood, RTHK's international economics correspondent. Let's